Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Good morning, Rod Squad. Maybe tomorrow I'll tell you guys about the big game that I went to in San Antonio with Snoop Dogg. Remember that one, Clark? The Lakers and Spurs? Snoop Dogg and I went, Bob. How about that? Snoop Dogg was sitting courtside. I was up in the nosebleeds, but we were in the arena at the same time. We're, I was there with him. This is the Rod Peterson Show. What a day. What a day. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, everybody. Proudly brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer, the best beer in the game. Oh, boy. We covered a lot of ground. Danny Austin from the Calgary Sun. Stampeders, Flames, Hitman beat writer, good enough to spend the day with us. And uh, he's got a break here as our next guest is loaded up and ready to join us, and we'll get to him in a moment. We've been covering a lot of things. There were only two NHL games last night, so we talked about the orders uh, beating the Capitals at home, the Canucks beating Montreal last night. Two big uh, games involving Canadian teams, but only two games in the NHL. And our, I want to mention our poll question. For whatever reason, and our next guest may have a thought on this, who is the best player in the NHL right now? Because Austin Matthews is on fire. I just can't believe they're talking about him being the best any, the best Leaf ever. But our poll question today for Cap- Capital Automall Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the prairies, including right here in Calgary, plus Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Regina. The options are Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Alex Ovechkin, or Igor Shesterkin, the star goalie for the New York Rangers. Last I looked, Connor McDavid running away with it. I just think people are caught up in the prisoners of the moment thing with Austin Matthews. And, I, and I'm dealing with my family today. I went out and watched my cousin. We're, we're trying to figure this out. Junior A game last night in Canmore. Beautiful Canmore, Alberta. And they say, come out and watch our kid. It's my first cousin's kid. We can't figure out what it is. Ethan Schaefer, he's calling me his uncle. 30 minutes in, or 30 seconds into the game. Playoff game against Camrose. Boom, hit from behind into the boards. Mom's losing it. I'm rubbing her back. He's going to be okay, but I don't know. He only missed two shifts, thank God. Came back, played great. They won the game, 2-2. And, uh, yeah, going back and forth with them this morning. So it's busy, busy. There's energy in this city. And Mike Morreale, I think, is in the city, the commissioner of the CEBL. I'm not sure. Danny Austin said he just interviewed Mike yesterday. Well, it kind of looks like you're in your home office. Hey, Kamish. Where are you joining us from How today? Hi. I am at home. I and from Nicaragua to here, and and leaving first thing in the morning tomorrow to Calgary. So excited about that. We're excited for you to get here. I plan to be at the media day at the Weston on Friday. Tell let's just tell folks what's coming again because it's it's kind of new for people that aren't basketball people. This is a big deal at Windsport just next week. 
Yeah, we are playing in the final stage of the Champions League of Americas through FIBA. So uh, ourselves, our, our team is represented by the Edmonton Stingers, who has been our champions the last two years. We're playing against 11 other league champions across North, Central, and South America. So this is a, a really big deal. Uh, the winner of this tournament actually goes on to represent the Americas at the Intercontinental Cup against Africa, Europe, and the G League. And last year's winner of the Americas, the, the tournament we're playing in, won the Intercontinental Cup a few weeks ago. So you can tell the level of competition just by that. It is fierce. And we're going into our final stage. It will be held in Alberta and uh, specifically in Calgary at the Windsport Arena. March 14th, 15th, and 16th. The Canadian team, the Edmonton Stingers, our team, plays the 14th and 16th. And we win, need to win two games to get on to the final eight a couple of weeks from now. So you're going to see some of the best world-class basketball for sure outside of the NBA um, in Calgary for the first time ever and, and the first basketball game of any kind at the Winsport Arena. So we're incredibly excited about it. I know our team is happy to finally be at home to play at home soil. and. And now we just need that Canadian uh, proud uh, fan base just to come out and support us. I don't know what it is, Mike. I think it's you. Every time you're on, the viewers' questions just go nuts. So I'll get to theirs in a minute. They love you, Mike. But before we talk about the Calgary event, um, how has the Stingers fared so far down south? You said you were just in Nicaragua and it was El Salvador as well, was it not? How did, you, how'd you make, how did they make out down there? Well, we'll say we, because we, I this is the only time I get to jump on the team bandwagon. I can't, as a commissioner, pick and choose. So this is the only team playing at this time. We're representing the CBL, so I'm all in 100%. Uh, we started our first group stage um, back a few months ago in Nicaragua. We won our first ever game. Uh, so first Canadian team to win in the Americas on our first ever try. Since then, we have gone to battle, but I've been on the losing end. So we're sitting at one and three. Uh, Puerto Rico's ahead with seven points. Uh, Esteli, who is the, the ones that we beat initially, are in second place with six points, and we're right behind at five. But we have a, a very real chance of, of winning our games here, especially against Esteli uh, from Nicaragua, to go into the final eight, which is going to be played in, in South America. So we are set up for success. We have to win some games. We've got the ability to bring all those guys. You know, I just came from 95-degree weather, so they're in for a rude awakening uh, when they get to Calgary, and it's actually going to be nice outside. But compared to what they're used to, I, I'm hoping that that uh, cold factor may may uh, impair them a little bit, especially when once we get inside that arena. Well, it certainly worked for uh, the national men's soccer team against Costa Rica, as you know, up in Edmonton. So I don't think we can discount that. But here's one for you, Mike. I've been in Calgary five, six weeks now, and they are identifying us as CEBL people. So they said, oh, so the Stingers are coming. It's too bad we're not going to get to see Xavier Moon because he's gone to the Clippers. I'm like, no. Come watch the next Xavier Moon. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole idea here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very unfortunate you can't see Xavier Moon. But from our perspective, that is exactly uh, the thing we want to do. We want to provide the pathways to the NBA. We can graduate Xavier Moon to the NBA. We've done our job. And, uh, you know, but there are a, a ton of great players on that team. We've been able to assemble uh, our best roster yet. Uh, it'll be released later on today. Jordan Baker will be joining us, who is our. Uh, uh, was a, our basic our Canadian champion uh, player of the year a couple of years ago, back-to-back champion with the Edmonton Stingers. He'll be joined by a bunch of our all-stars across the CBL. We've added three new imports, including Travis Daniels, who was once a Edmonton Stinger as well. 
So we're in a good position. Um, what you'll realize from a fan base is our style of playing Canada is a lot different than the international style. Um, so we really need to work on doing what we do well, and that's running up and down the court using our athleticism. The international game is tough. There's moving screens. There's a, a lot of physicality. There's a lot of tempo play. There's a lot of very tactical way in which they play. And this is, you know, we're going against uh, teams with average age in the you know low 30s, where we're probably in the mid to high 20s. So, you know, it is a challenge, but it's exactly the position we want to be in uh, if we play our game. And I think from fan perspective, you're going to see national team members across all three teams. Certainly in Puerto Rico and Nicaragua, you have guys that just came off, uh, you know, playing together for 10 years, playing in uh, huge uh, games and World Cups and Olympics and World Championships. So that's the advantage they have. The advantage we have is speed and athleticism. And that's what we need to put on uh, full display uh, in the, the coming week. As you can well imagine, 90% of the questions from our viewers pertain to expansion. And that's, I'm not even sure today's the day to talk about that. But my question for you kind of rolls all that into one. Why Calgary? Because you don't have a team in Calgary. So why Windsport? Why are you playing this here? A great question. And um, when we figured out that uh, Edmonton was going to be representing the league, uh, we first, of course, wanted to play in their home market. It's a great market, great venue. The venue is undergoing construction. So, you know, we took a step back and said, listen, Calgary's always been on the radar. Uh, the one thing with Calgary is, we didn't know about a suitable venue to play. There's no real mid-size venue. Uh, you got the Saddle Dome and you got nothing else. Um, so we always wanted to figure out if it would work. This, this seemed like the logical step to keep the game in Alberta, to have an Alberta team represent, represented in Calgary, and to look at the uh, Windsport Arena as an opportunity. It seems like a perfect fit, although it's never held a basketball game ever. So we're going to put a, a lot of bells and whistles into this and hanging video boards and lighting and, and speakers and, of course, the court nets and everything. It's going to be a full transformation that will start, uh, I think, actually today. And, you know, it's, it's our chance now to test the market. And we're not going to hang our hat on what happens in this game, bad, good, or otherwise, but is a really good taste of the style of basketball, um, what the CBL is all about, the world-class nature of the CBL, uh, the entire league, including the Stingers. So I would love to have a team in, in Calgary as soon as possible. And I think this is a, a really big first step to getting there. Well, this is what I'll say to our viewers that are writing in with all these questions. I will say, buy tickets at cebl.ca, come on down to Winsport and ask Mike yourself. And I'll be there. Absolutely. You can ask me too. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> I think that would be the best way to do it. And lastly, the question, do you identify yourself as a Leafs fan, Mike? I am not. Uh, I am not a Leafs fan. I, I find it hard to follow a team that really doesn't have to do much to have the fans show up every day. I, I feel like you, you got to earn it, right? And that's just my take, having lived here. Some people will hate me for it. I know people in my own office will hate me for it. But, you know, I, I think you gotta you got to prove something to the fan base to have them continue to come back. And in Toronto, it just seems like they come back anyways. So there you go. Who are you a fan of in the NHL? You know what? I, I'm a fan of, of good playoff hockey. I, I didn't grow up a hockey guy. My friends all played hockey. I played soccer, obviously got football. Um, so I, I like playoff hockey. I think it's fun to watch. I, I wait until the playoff time to enjoy my, my time in front of the uh, TV. <laughs> Believe me, I get it. Well, I just, you, I teed this up before you came on. Who would you vote for as the best player in the NHL right now? McDavid, Matthews, Ovi, 
or the goalie in New York, Igor Shesterkin? I, I got to go with McDavid. Uh, just the consistency in which he plays, the level at which he plays. I, I don't know how you can deny uh, him being the, the top player. Absolutely. I agree. That's who I voted for as well. Mike, as always, appreciate the time. We'll see you uh, when you get to town. Great. Nice seeing you again, Russ. Hi to my buddy Lee and Darren and everybody there. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely, we will. The commissioner of the CEBL, two-time Great Cup champion, Mike Morielli, one of our favorite guys. Big media day down here tomorrow with the Weston and then the tournament beginning next week, and you can get your tickets at cebl.ca. John in Edmonton writes in, John Kirby, he says, thanks for having no Stingers game scheduled when the Edmonton Elks play this year at home. Interesting. I wonder if... uh, they looked at, I don't know if the CFL schedule was out when they did that or not. My cousin Christine in Madison Hat wants to know if Mike's a Raptors fan. Probably, but as the commissioner of an entirely Canadian based pro league, he is more a fan of his own league. And by the way, the people are asking about expansion to Winnipeg, expansion to Halifax. And I know Mike pretty well. But I don't know him well enough to say what his take would be on expansion. My thing, this is where me and Moose Dupont are different. I often say if you're looking too far down in the distance, you're going to trip over something and fall where you're at. Somebody needs to have those grand plans. And maybe it's the commissioner. I don't know. But I worry about the stuff that's right here. John Ohm in Winnipeg watching says, classy guy, that Mike. Right? Why well, I love him so much. Randy from the Peg says, I agree, Mike. First round of NHL playoffs is the best, no matter what the teams. For sure, we say that every year, and it usually is, but I like every round, I like every night, I like every regular season game, but that's just me. I'm a bit of a freak that way when it comes to hockey. And speaking of, as I'm driving around, going to these towns, WHL games, Junior A games, NHL games, they're all telling me that they have the show on in their dressing room every morning. So for the Dubsters, I I had to mention this. In Medicine Hat last night, Josh Williams and Justin Sordov scored two goals each as the Edmonton Oil Kings ran their winning streak to 12 games with a 7-3 win over the Tigers. In Brandon, Carson Bjarnason made 32 saves to help set up Brandon's 2-1 overtime victory over Calgary. In Saskatoon, Brandon Lazowski scored twice, including the game winner with 30 seconds to go in overtime as the Blades edged Lethbridge 4-3. And there were two games out west. Blake Swetlikoff racked up a goal and three points as Spokane defeated Vancouver 5-2. And in Victoria, Cross Hannes scored two goals and assisted on two others as Portland beat Victoria 5-2. How nice is this? You just get the sense that COVID's behind us. Am I the only one? Like Portland's able to get into Victoria. The border's open. I'm not... Totally sure what this means in terms of COVID and so forth because the moose is in Phoenix. I'm headed back to Florida. We still got to get COVID tests. But we're getting there. By the way, hour two of the RP show is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer. The best beer in the game. Brewed in Saskatchewan, made with premium Saskatchewan ingredients. Original 16 is unfiltered for peak flavor. When we come back, Danny Austin rejoins us from the Calgary Sun and the Calgary Herald. He is the beat writer for the Stampeders, the Flames, and the Hitmen. 
and we'll talk about all of these talk topics, okay? And whatever you want to discuss with us, it's going to be a lot of fun. When we come back, you're watching on Game Plus TV, live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, also live streaming on YouTube. And if you missed any portion of the show, catch the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. By the way, I think we've designated a winner. We will be texting the winner back. We were asking which is your favorite foreigner song and to write us on the 902 text line. A lot of folks did. And uh, we will be in touch with the winner March 19th and 20th here at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Foreigner, the hits on tour. If you weren't lucky enough to win tickets, you can purchase them at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Just ahead of bringing Danny Austin in from the Calgary Sun and Herald, a sports update. Four Canadian teams are in action as part of a busy slate in the NHL. The Leafs host Arizona. The Ottawa Senators welcome the Seattle Kraken. Jets visit New Jersey. And a big one here tonight in Calgary in the Saddle Dome, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Calgary Flames. Big NBA matchup when the Brooklyn Nets visit the Philadelphia 76ers. This is the first meeting between the two sides since the blockbuster trade that saw Philly trade for former MVP James Harden from Brooklyn, Brooklyn for Ben Simmons. Tiger Woods was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame last night. He choked up talking about his late father who instilled the need to work hard and earn results. Tiger has 82 wins on the PGA Tour and 15 majors. His influence on the sport is among the greatest ever seen. And baseball commissioner Rob Manfred canceled 93 more games Wednesday, looking to cut off the chance to play a full 162-game schedule and threatening locked-out players with loss of salary and service time. This sports update presented by Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand-new line of games. For the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. I'm just interested as we bring Danny Austin back in on what... I said Flames, Stamps, and Hitman. Will you be covering the Flames tonight? I will not be covering the Flames. Because you've got its staff. So basically, if they go on this long run, which everybody expects, that'll be your life this spring, I assume. Yeah, I'll hop in. Uh, honestly, I mean... Wes Gilbertson, Kristen, um, Kristen Odland are our, our, our two sort of Flames full-time reporters, and they do a great job. So when they say, Danny, come join us, that's when uh, I'll answer the call. But until then, uh, sort of doing cleanup, obviously not much CFL stuff. Uh, the Hitmen are on the road until sort of, I think, March 25th yeah. or 26th. So um, it's fun having the CBL come in. Uh, this is kind of the fun part of the job. I just get to learn about new sports uh, and, and, and new sporting organizations. So that's kind of what I'm doing. This well, time. like I say, I enjoy the variety of what we've been talking about here today. Not being locked down and saddled to one team. I like that. The NLL, the CEBL, the NFL, CFL, whatever we want to talk about. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, I hit, something that you mentioned last hour. You remember Muhammad Ali coming to an Argo game when you were a kid. There's a lot of funny stories about that game. That was like 20 years ago. That sound right? Yeah, probably about that. Yeah, because I know some guys that played in that game. They thought it was pretty cool. Some of them, if you can believe, didn't know who he was. <laughs> that may or may That's not. It's hard for me to believe, to be honest. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't want to name who it was. A friend of mine was playing in that game, and he's like, who's this guy? I got more great cup rings than this guy. Why are they honoring this guy? 
Yeah. That that's, happens. That's that's not good. <laughs> that's the story he should be embarrassed about. I know. I'll tell you in the break who it was. <clears throat> Mike Abu Meshrick. <laughs> Anyways, Bye-bye. but you remembered that. That's my point. And the Saddledome, last Saturday, they dragged a freaking wrestling ring out onto the ice. 7,494 people stayed to watch pro wrestling after. So it's not just about the game because, for instance, Daryl in Toronto has tweeted us. He says, it's hard in Toronto. Football has kind of died in terms of football signups and high school football programs folded drastically. Is it about getting the kids playing the game or is it about marketing sizzle or both? It's a combination of a lot of things. And I mean, that is always when what, what prompted you to ask me was sort of during one of the breaks, I was saying it's an incredibly complicated and I don't like when people say you need more billboards or something or, or things like that. Advertising. Advertising. Look, I mean, is there anywhere in this country producing more elite football players than Brampton, Ontario right now? You know, that's that's what, 45 minutes away from BMO. So, no, I, I, I do agree that, you know, in the city of Toronto itself, um, you know, there are issues in terms of just people playing football. I also have heard many people say Toronto's just not a great football city. You know, the bills didn't really work out there, although there's a lot of reasons. Look, there are always multiple sides to every, you know, coin when we talk about the Argos. Um, I can tell you, I think BMO is horribly located for seven o'clock starts in a city where yeah. traffic is terrible. You would, Where did you grow up in Toronto? I grew up in a neighborhood called Leaside. So uh, sort of Bayview and St. Clair for people who know, it's just outside of downtown, just north. Of Other downtown. side of where BMO is? Yes. Or- yeah, it so is. it would be a pain for you to go to BMO. Huge pain, and it's you know it is hard. Um, it, it can be hard to get there. Um, that said, you can also make the effort. And I, I again, I, I I always feel so guilty talking about this because I think there are so many amazing things happening with the Argos organization, and the fans who do go are awesome. Um, and I mean, we none of us like what happened at the end of the East final, but I can say you know as a Torontonian, you know, born and raised, it was so. So exciting to see BMO filled with, yes, with Ticast fans, seeing that rivalry sort of come alive at the end of last year really gave me hope, but mm. um, it doesn't necessarily give me hope for a regular season game between the Stampeders and Argos in the middle of July that we're going to get 15,000 people in. Well, that's the thing. The CFL always shines in the playoffs. I watched that game from a Outback Steakhouse in Lighthouse Point, Florida, and it looked great on television. It looked very awesome. cold. I was very happy with where I was. But they seem very happy with where they were. But here's another one for the Toronto people. Because let's be honest, a lot of people in Eastern Canada watching this program on Game Plus right now, I think it's a whole lot of excuses. For instance, you mentioned Skydome and how it hurt the Argos back in the day. And people say, I don't want to go downtown. It's cavernous. It's this, it's that. You go to Leafs, Raptors, and Blue Jays games. So Mm -hmm. it just seems like an excuse to me. It does. It does. Um, And it's all excuses. And ultimately, like, I I have this problem where when I get home, all of my friends want to know what's going on with the CFL. But in Toronto, this is, I said this last time, they just literally, it doesn't slap them in the face. They don't don't get confronted with it. So it's very, the CFL can be too easy to ignore. And that is not simply a Toronto problem. That's a problem here in Calgary. That's a problem certainly in Vancouver and Montreal. It's a problem in a lot of markets. Uh, We need to make the CFL you need you, it just needs to be automatic that you know what's going on with your CFL team. That's that's the start, um, and I, I don't know how you fix that. And and the reason we're talking about Toronto <clears throat> is just because 
I, I love the Argos. It, it, I, I love that team. I love the organization. I want to see – I think that the product they are going to put on the field this year – I said it to you earlier. They're my great cup pick. I honestly believe that they're the best – going to be the best team in the CFL this year. My only question is the quarterback, but um, I think they're going to be great on defense. I think they're going to win the great cup, and I hope that that is communicated and that is understood by fans and you know by people who might be interested in becoming fans right from the start of the season. I'll get to the uh, viewers' comments in overtime. We got Danny here. We're going to ask him the things that he's into. Not that you're not into. Like, for instance, Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes, is the Carolina-Colorado game is going to be a good one? That's tonight. We'll talk about that later. But I just want to get to this with Danny. The heart of the matter, because we don't talk a lot about Toronto things. We're a Western Canadian-based show. We talk about Western Canadian things. Um, John Kirby in Edmonton says, thoughts on Edmonton beating the Calgary Hitman twice in one week? Edmonton is the number one team in the uh, CHL. <laughs> I covered that earlier. That shouldn't surprise anybody. And the Hitmen are struggling out on this road trip as they had to vacate the uh, saddle dump. From Ring of Fire Calgary, says, Hey, guys, do you think the crazy roster turnover year after year is an issue in the CFL? I think the individual teams would have more of a following if they were able to keep star players for longer. Uh, I would say dig into our YouTube. You're watching on YouTube. Go back and watch the interview with Jeff Fairholm, who played with both Saskatchewan and Toronto. He covered that lengthily. He said the one-year contracts are killing the CFL. So, and I'm going to say, as the Calgary Stampeders beat reporter, if that is a problem that people feel, well, the Stampeders signed a lot of guys to two-year deals um, this offseason. You know, they have a lot of guys coming back, uh, not just for 2022, but 2023. Um, so they are addressing that problem on their own, uh, and they're doing it realistically probably for competitive reasons. But that, that has started in Calgary. And again, the only way to fix that is to make it, is to financially incentivize um, players to sign for two sure. years because otherwise you're going to get your signing bonus. It is on the the teams, not the players, um, to, to make that work. It's the only, only yes. Way. And as a guy that's been around the block for a long time, I finally realized that the coaches and GMs don't care about marketing. It's not their deal, and the marketing people don't really care about the coaches and GMs. they're separate. They're in opposite buildings. They'll never sit down and agree on how this should go. As you just said, Huff signing guys to long-term deals or multi-year deals for winning purposes, not marketing purposes, No, right? And that's, just, that's never going to change. That's every team, every team on the planet. But back to the Toronto thing for a second. And by the way, Connor Bedard coming up next segment. Are they waiting on the NFL? Because I'm so over schooners talk, CFL Toronto attendance talk. I'm over NFL and Toronto talk. Why are they not over it? Do they still think it's going to happen? Someone has to explain to me where the money is going to come from to make the NFL work. Um, you know, we've certainly heard Larry Tenenbaum. It's, it's been a long-term goal of his for, for decades um, to, to get the CFL or the NFL. I apologize. Um, no, I, I honestly, I don't think Toronto, it would work. I honestly don't think that the NFL... But are they waiting on it? That's the question. They better have $10 billion, because I honestly think that's how much it would cost to bring the NFL um, to Canada. So you have to have someone with very, very deep pockets. Uh, and I think that the NFL's failures, realistically, in Toronto would mean that there would be a little bit of skepticism from any 
billionaire or MLSE uh, in, in bringing in an NFL team. I don't think it's a guarantee. And I honestly think that with the cost of land in Toronto, um, the city of Toronto would have to obviously be involved, the province would have to be involved, and you'd have to find the right location um, on the subway. I, I just think there are a lot of, if you really know Toronto, there are a lot of logistical issues that would um, run up against it. So no, I do not believe that they're waiting for Toronto, and maybe that is me with my CFL colored glasses here. But um, it's, it's just, I, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Well, Blue Jays are getting a new stadium, huh? Supposedly. <laughs> they haven't broken ground on that? Yeah, uh, they haven't. I mean, I, and truthfully, I shouldn't speak too much about that because I don't know the details. Um, you're going to have to replace the Sky Dome at some point. Again, um, we all, certainly here in Calgary, know how hard it can be to get government money. Um, a, a football stadium isn't $600 million the way the NHL arena here in Calgary is going to be. Um, it is worth noting that the Air Canada Centre or I guess Scotiabank Arena, we call it now, yeah. uh, was not built with public money, right? I mean, that was that was a private enterprise. So you may need Rogers to come in and look at how much, what was it, $5 billion? Yeah, that open their stadium. own books, yeah, right. That, that, that stadium in LA was about $5 billion. That's a football stadium. It's probably a little bit less, but it's probably going to be $3 billion, realistically, to build a football stadium in one of the most expensive real estate markets in the world. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be an expensive one. So I, I think that – I don't think that – I think that is in the media to start the process. The process is going to take a long time. Yeah, and Tacona Pauly's watching in Winnipeg. He says, good answer. Now embrace the CFL, Toronto. But I don't want to put words in Danny's mouth. He just said it's next to impossible for them to come back in Toronto. Is that – I mean, that, that is sort of how I feel. Um, yeah. With that said, I would, rather than being doom and gloom, show up. If you watch this year's team, Tavares Daniels, Dwan Breskison, you know, I can basically just name the 2018 Calgary Stampeders team that I covered, and, and they're all now um, there. But Jagera Davis, I, I, I just I, I have so much time for, for the group that they put together. I think Ryan Dinwiddie is a great coach. Corey Mace is going to be a great DC. Uh, Pinball Clement's not just all the charisma in the world, but is clearly willing to put the money where the mouth is and, and, and put a winning team on the field. Um, honestly, I don't know that they're going to start selling out games, um, but if you go to a Toronto Argonauts game this season, I, I promise you you're going to be entertained. This is Well, I get this distinct sense before I let you go and we'll uh, bring in Connor Bedard that they're a little upset in Calgary that this Argos team has been built on the foundation of those old Stampeders teams. But if I can tell you, Danny, before you were covering this league, I got in in 1999. The foundation of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders under Roy Shivers and Danny Barrett was built on guys by the names of Eddie Davis, Henry Burroughs, Ray Jacobs, Travis Moore. It's just flattery. 100%. <laughs> and, and I also will say that I, possibly with the exception of Ja'Garrett Davis, um, don't think there are that many players on this Argos team who the Stampeders didn't let walk. Um, right. And you can argue Marky Thambles um, is a guy that they might have wanted to stay, but they got Jordan Williams-Lambert. They got their, their big-bodied, probably not number one target um, receiver who can block, so they, they replaced him. Ja'Garrett Davis, when he joined the Ticats, I, I, I honestly believe that the Stampeders wouldn't have traded Charleston Hughes away if they'd known they were going to lose Ja'Garrett Davis a year later. But the Stampeders, I, I, I don't... Eric Rogers is a great Stampeder, is a historically just a, an important guy for the team over the last 10 years. I, I, I don't... They traded him. The Argos didn't sign him. The, the, the Stampeders traded him to Toronto. And there's a lot of that. So, look, I... I 
I can't help who I am. I'm a Toronto guy. I grew up cheering for the Argos. I'm very happy with the team. I love that there might be a little bit of a Calgary-Toronto rivalry. There's always that little bit of a rivalry, yes. and it's only going to get better. Um, and the problem is, I mean, I, I know these guys. I can't, I can't tell you that the Argos are bad dudes. The Argos are awesome. Of course. Right? Like, they're, they're some of the nicest guys in the league um, who have joined that. Corey Mace being, you know, right at the top of that list. Josh Bell, defensive backs coach, awesome. Ryan Dinwiddie's a great guy. So it's a fun rivalry. I hope that Stamps fans are annoyed and are mad about it, but I have a feeling the Stamps are going to be an awfully good wow. team this year as well. I get the sense it's not just the Stamps, or not just the fans, it's the Stamps themselves as well. But, Danny, thanks for this, and uh, I will see you in Calgary's best buffet in 20 minutes. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Danny Austin from the Calgary Sun and Herald. Connor Bedard on the way next, and then overtime as we get into viewer takeover all your thoughts on the day we'll be right back you're watching the rp show on the game plus television network live from gray eagle resort and casino in calgary also live streaming on youtube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed you're looking live at great eagle resort and casino another beautiful morning here in the gateway to the foothills on the sutina nation and, hey, there are no WHL games tonight, but the Regina Pats are hurtling their way to another two-game home weekend. This particular weekend, Friday night in the Brand Center, they got Calgary and Lethbridge coming in there. And we're excited to welcome to the program Connor Bedard of the Regina Pats. Checking that schedule, Lethbridge Friday, Calgary Saturday. Connor, good to see you again, my friend. How are things? Yeah, good to see you. Uh, pretty good. I mean... Obviously, a big stretch for us these last 17 games. So, you know, we're all pretty excited. But how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm missing more Pats games than I would like, Connor, I'll be honest. But uh, duty calls, you know. Uh, they've asked us to come out here. And I, they're talking about your most recent swing through here with the Regina Pats. And they were all close games. One goal losses. And uh, you were, uh, as usual, a human highlight reel. Um, can you talk about those tight games out here in Alberta? And, and you got some points out of it, fortunately, how tough it was, and, and then nice to be back home. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely frustrating. I think, uh, you know, we've been in almost every game, and, you know, we even Edmonton, you know, we tie them late, and then we kind of let in a few goals, and, and you, know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a loss. But, you know, we, we definitely see good things, but it's just fr frustrating, you know, to kind of, you know, be uh, in those close games and end up losing a lot of them. I saw on the Pats website that you had a media availability yesterday with the Regina media. What was the basis of that discussion? What were they, what were they asking you about yesterday in the Queen City? Uh, just kind of a lot, a lot of the, the same stuff about the team and, and, you know, obviously the close games, like you mentioned, and, uh, you know, obviously, obviously personal stuff, but, you know, it's a lot about kind of, you know, this last little stretch and, and obviously the push for the playoffs. I got to ask you, Connor, because I'm looking up your numbers here, and they continue to be eye-popping, but 69 points in 45 games. But what jumped out to me was only minus one on a team that's not in a playoff spot right now. How proud are you of that stat? I mean, I'm sure you'd like it to be better, 
But there's guys in your position that are offensive players that are nowhere near even in plus minus. Has there been a bigger commitment for you to that part of your game this year? Uh, I mean, that's something I want to get up. Uh, you know, so you don't want to you don't want to be in the minus. And you know, I think I've been been getting closer to the year. Kind of started off a little a little shaky in that stat, uh, and you know, kind of working working your way up, but. I mean, it's it's something you know you got to take a lot of pride in as a as a player. You know, your D zone, and, and you don't want to get scored on ever. So, I think that's something that you know I really want to get up and, and hope to be plus soon. Well, yeah, it would seem like an odd question that minus one, and I'm asking you about it. But I'm just saying, on a team with that record, I'm surprised it's not worse. So I know why you would want to be better. But I was impressed when I saw that. Um, and here's another thing about listen. Connor, I've been in Alberta for six weeks. Your name comes up every single day. How are, from fans? You know, is he really that good? Is he? Da, da, da. I'm saying, well, go buy a ticket and watch for yourself. How are you dealing with that glare? I mean, it's been generally positive, right? No, but I don't see anybody on your back or anything like that. But is it does it weigh down on you that everybody's asking about you and the glare is on you, or do you even notice? Uh, I don't think you know. For me, I, I notice too much. I mean, obviously, at games and stuff, you're getting. You know, a little, little extra attention from the fans maybe and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, when you're kind of just playing and you're with your team and, and, you know, at the rink every day. So uh, you don't really have much time to focus on that, I don't think. Do you enjoy, like, for instance, you know, Bar- Bjarnason made all the saves last night and got the shutout over Calgary and Brandon. And when the, when they played you guys, the Wheat Kings, he said to me, whenever I face Bedard, I get geeked up. You're getting that from every goalie every night. My guess is, Connor, with your competitive nature, you like that. Do you feel like you're getting every goalie's best and every team's best every single night because it elevates your game? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, teams are going to play me play me pretty hard. And, and, you know, you definitely see that, you know, the extra shot or, or something like that. But, you know, you got, you got to learn to like that. And, and, you know, I think it's a lot of fun to kind of, you know, have that extra attention. And, and you know, if you're, if you're not getting challenged, then, you know, you're not getting better. So uh, I think if, if goalies are, are excited for that, and, and, you know, I'm excited to play every goalie, so I think it's definitely exciting. Got some home games, as I said, Friday, Lethbridge, Saturday, Calgary, and then you come back out here, Medicine Hat, Lethbridge. What is the focus from Coach Haroff and uh, Schneider here the rest of the way for you guys in terms of a team game? Because folks are expecting you to make the playoffs. You're not that far out. What are you guys going to have to do as a team to do it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it starts with these two games. And, and, you know, there's there's areas we definitely want to get better in. And, uh, you know, we're a young team. So I think, you know, we're all getting, we're getting more experience every game. And, you know, we're kind of, you know, trying to learn how to win, I think. And, you know, once we, uh, you know, start being able to close out games, then, you know, I think we'll be a, we'll be a pretty tough team to beat. But uh, it's just it's just kind of little things, you know, penalty kill and, and, and you know, kind of just sticking with our plan even when we get up or, or when we're down. So uh, I think it's just those things. And then, uh, you know, obviously hopefully some wins kind of generate out of that. Well, I don't have much more for you. I know that you'd rather talk about the team than yourself, but I, I'm just dying to ask you this. I don't get a chance to talk to you that often. The last time I talked to John Paddock, he said that the WHL was different last year when you were a 15-year-old. There was no Europeans. A lot of teams didn't have their full complement of 20-year-olds. We were talking about your point-per-game stat, and then this year it's been a tougher... You had no travel. Have you seen the the level of play in the dub jump up considerably because of those factors this year? Is John right when he says that? 
Uh, I mean, I think it, it kind of balances out with with me getting older and and that sort of thing. I don't think I don't think many pe- many people expect me to you know be at a two point per game pace in a in a full sixty eight game season. So you know maybe that's that's a little unrealistic, but. Uh, I think obviously last year, you know, it is different. It's it's ten minute rides to the rink and stuff. But you know, overall, I don't think the hockey is is too much different. Obviously, maybe a little better with with some of those guys coming back. But you know, it's been a lot of fun to kind of you know be in away rinks and that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, and and just the last one, just a fun question. I mean, we all watch Sports Center every day, and they're. <laughs> I was at Super Bowl, Connor, and they were talking about your gold in the saddle dome, the toe drag, and then between the legs, right? And then these guys in Calgary said the next time you were back, you did a 360 move that never, ever did make the highlights or highlight of the night. It might have been just better. Is there something about the saddle dome that you like, the big ice, the NHL arena? Is there something that you like playing in Calgary uh, about? <laughs> I mean, NHL rink, you got to get... You got a little pump for that, but you know, I, I don't know if it's the rank is kind of just you know where it's where it's happened a little, but you know, I mean, the saddle is definitely one of my favorite places to play. I think uh, you know, older building, you know, a lot of history there, and you know, it's just a lot of fun to play. But you know, I don't know if uh, that would be the reason. You know, the highlights are coming there or not. Well, twenty years ago, long before you were born, the guys used to say the saddle dome had the best ice in all of the Western Hockey League, and it was probably because it was an NHL arena, but now I think all the ice is great. Is is the ice better there? or Because they say with technology now, the ice is great everywhere. Is there a better ice surface in the dub that you know of, or is it noticeable? Uh, I mean, like you said, I think every ice, but but honestly, I'd probably say the saddle dome would be. Like, it's it's weird that, that it could be a difference, but you do notice it a little, I think. And, you know, it could just be the fact that it is an NHL rink, and and you're kind of feeling that but you know i mean ice is good everywhere but it, it definitely you know even even practicing on the saddle dome was, was pretty cool it was kind of kind of the vibe there i think so uh it's definitely a you know a really good place to play yeah it is an awesome vibe and uh you certainly put your best foot forward here because i'm telling you it's coming up every single day well connor good luck this weekend I always appreciate the time chatting with you good luck the rest of the way man keep it rolling and uh, good luck getting into the playoffs yeah thanks for having me on rod the great Connor Bedard, number 98 of God's team, the Regina Pats. When we come back, overtime, lots to get to. Viewer takeover. We'll be right back for one more segment. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube live streaming, and if you missed any of the show, catch up with the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. One more time from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. It's the RP Show. It's overtime. Proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Ah, here we go. Listen, I'm, I'm having some fun with this, <laughs> with people on Twitter here. Joaquin Gager, y'all know Gager. He's laughing at the fact I said I still get nervous every time I interview Connor Bedard. I do! I don't care. Who knows? He's 16, I'm 49. I've done thousands of interviews. The kid's eyes just, just pierce right through you. Oh, boy, I love watching him. <clears throat> it's the biggest reason why this jersey's up here. Which reminds me, by the way, 
This is overtime. I'm I'm by myself. Moose is down in Phoenix. Danny's waiting for me at Calgary's Best Buffet. And uh, these guys at Gray Eagle said to me, can you get some signed jerseys for our golf tournament this summer? I'm like, oh, don't ask me for Fajardo jerseys. I'm not sure I can get them. And they're like, no, we want Bedard jerseys. That's why this is over here. That's why the bow jerseys over there. These are highly, highly, highly valuable jerseys. And you got to enter the uh, Gray Eagle Golf and Resort Golf Tournament, which is June 20th at Bears Paw Golf uh, Course and, uh, and Country Club. They'll be up for grabs. It's the only way you're going to be able to get your hands on these. Highly valuable. Our text contest is over, but people are still writing in with the contest to win tickets to Foreigner, which are going to be here March 19th and 20th. We asked you to text in the 902 line, 902-518-3033. What's your favorite Foreigner song? And Roger in Calgary writes in. He says, I want to know what love is, Rod. Thanks, Roger. How about that? Content. Uh, uh, do you want to know, Roger, what it is? No, we have our winner. We'll be discussing it after the show, and we'll be contacting the winner, but the con contest closed. But thanks for playing. Cole writes in from Calgary. Hey, Rod. Cole Binstead. Hey, Cole. We are being introduced to an entirely new region of viewers, and it's blowing some people's minds that you can, you can, you can text the guy on the screen. You can. We've been doing it for 713 shows now. Interactive uh, television. That's what this is. John in Edmonton writes in on the 902 line. He really wants this answered. He says, Rod, what do you think of the company Apple being the exclusive streaming partner for Major League Baseball Friday night games? And the only way to watch it is with Apple Plus TV. What do I think, John? I think they need to get back playing. That's what I think. It's business, man. I'll say it again. It's business. Apple's the most valuable company in the world. I think a lot of leagues would like to partner up with Apple. The only way to watch MLB games on Friday night is if you have Apple TV+. Plus. That's business. That's the way it is. There's a lot of people upset in the homeland that we're out here in Calgary. They're like, you're a Saskatchewan show. It's business. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino roll out the red carpet. Here we are. It's business. Same thing with MLB and Apple. If you don't want to pay it, don't watch. As Corey says, uh, the house operations manager over here, who's a stand-up comedian in her, she moonlights as that. She says, no money, no funny. Pay to play. Gino is watching. Voice of the Okotoks Oilers, he writes in and he says, Gotta love Team Chaos here in the AJHL. Camrose Canmore split along with Drumheller Calgary. I regret not staying for the buffet on Monday. Buffet's here every day. Calgary's best buffet. As they say, where's the beef? It's at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. And he says, by the way, great towel. I got that towel from uh, the game the other night in Okotoks from the Oilers. Every seat was adorned with one, and I swiped a couple, Gino. Hope you don't mind. Uh, Christine, my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, says, I'd like, it would be nice to meet all the world junior hockey players like that. Ah, I just want to meet one. Connor, I'm good. 
It's like when I met George Strait at Craven Country Jamboree. That's all I wanted. To, I met George. I'm done. I'm good. I don't need to come back. And I haven't. Craig Campbell is watching from the Hockey Hall of Fame in downtown Toronto. He says, uh, Friday nights in the summer are for CFL on TSN. Yes, they are. We did have a wonderful CFL Toronto discussion earlier on in the program today with Danny Austin. If you missed any of the show, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can just slide the bar back and watch it there or PVR as so many of our friends do. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> now I see all these people writing, and they all had questions and comments for Connor Bedard. I was so giddy, like a schoolboy, that I forgot that you all had questions. You wanted to talk to him, too. Randy from the Peg writes in regarding our CFL discussion earlier. He says, what about the Lions? Seems like there's no interest in Vancouver either. Eh. Can we just keep it positive for the love of Pete? You got to start somewhere. I, honestly, I meant to say this with Danny, and we'll probably talk about it over a buffet. I refuse to believe that it's dead anywhere. It might be. I might be wrong. But in the recovery world, last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute. In the recovery world, we have a saying. Nothing is ever hopeless. What's been done can be redone. Any relationship can be repaired. I think the relationship between the Argos and the Toronto fans, sporting community and the city can be repaired. I think the BC Lions in Vancouver, I think you can bring it back. I'm glad it's not my job to have to do it, however. Ron Thompson watching here in Calgary says, great interview with Connor. Such a classy, smart lad. Hope nothing but the best for him. Oh, God, I could go on about him all day. I remember interviewing him when he was 14. I said, who do you compare yourself to, Connor, in the NHL right now? He said, I'm my own player. Danged if he wasn't right. What do we got tomorrow, Clark? Ah, it's a football Friday. How about that? We'll just end it there. Uh, yeah, see you tomorrow at noon Eastern here on Game Plus TV. Nerds! <laughs> Nerds! For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.